0: honored to have Councilwoman Adrienne Andrea Fletcher Harrison in the studio with me. Welcome this morning. morning. Thank you so much. Uh, Good. Um, I I really am very pleased to have you because I've not done much with anybody in government or in politics and it's such an important part of our life absolutely more and more you know absolutely. we need to know we need to know about it we need to know how it works how it really works not what the pundits and the talking heads in Uh, on the television tell us Mm -hmm. it's about, Mm -hmm. we need to know what it's really about. So I'm very, very honored to have you with me. I understand that, um, where exactly is it you you represent? Who are the people in your constituency?
1: So um, in Prince George's County, I represent Council District 5. Okay. And um, so my district... My district is very close to the the, the district line, actually. So D.C. District. D.C., yes. (laughs) (laughs) The District of Columbia. It is um, the central most part of the county. So if you're leaving D.C. and you take Route 50 like you're going to Annapolis, as soon as you cross the line, you're in District 5. Oh, all right. Um, I have seven municipalities. That's local, smaller local governments. And who are they? So it's Glen Arden, Chevrolet, Fairmont Heights, uh-huh. um, Bladensburg, Edmonston, Cottage City, and Colma Manor. All right. I also have a number of unincorporated areas, including I have the entire Landover area, which includes the Redskin area. Stadium, the former Landover oh, really? mall site. All right. Very um, good. It's Springdale. Um, That's small parts of Bowie, Mitchellville, Glendale, Lanham, Hyattsville, those unincorporated areas. That's a lot of people. It's about 94,000 people. I was wondering, I was wondering about that. That's a lot of people to represent. It is, and you know, I have um, a huge demographic. I go, I have a number of different nationalities. Um, I have from um, low-income people to high-income people. Mm-hmm. I have those um, with very high levels of education and those with not so high levels of education. <laughs> but it's wonderful. I love it. I, I grew uh-huh. up there. I'm a native. Though that those that's are home my for people. you. That those are your home. folks. Right. Yes, right. Yes. Right. And your father was a, a, a councilman <laughs> too. Absolutely, he that's was James C. Fletcher Jr. What? He actually was a county council member. And I have the same seat that he held. Oh, that's wonderful! But he held um, also. He was the mayor of Glenarden, and oh. he was a council member in Glenarden. So we're, I'm from Glenarden. All right, very good. And okay, now okay. I live around the corner in Springdale.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't go too far. You Didn't go too far from home. <laughs> no, that not is at all. wonderful. Well, now tell me, what exactly is the name? Like you said, on the city, on the county council. Yes. What is the county council? What do you do?
1: Okay. So um, let's just go back to some very basics. So the, the county government is broken down very much like the federal government. So you have your executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. Wow. Okay. And so the county council is the legislative branch. We basically make the laws. All right. But we also sit as the district council. And as a district council, what we're doing is we're sitting as judges on land use and development matters. Wow. See, I didn't know that. And
0: we also sit as the board of health. Wow. So you sit as a, the the entire county council sits as a legislative body Mm -hmm for Prince George's County. Correct. All right. So when you say county council you how many other
1: districts are there? Prior? So there are 9 districts in Prince in, George's County. In Prince George's County, 9 councilmanic districts and we each make up around 94,000 between uh, between 93 and 96,000 depending on which district it is. So you've got almost a
0: half million people in Prince George's County.
1: We have almost a million people in Prince George's County. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Is that the largest county in Maryland? No, um, Montgomery County. So our demographics are pretty similar to uh, Montgomery County and Prince George's County as far as number of residents and that type of thing. They're a little larger. Um, but geographic um, uh, well the democ- the numbers are the larger num- the numbers are a little larger um, and I'm not sure about their land mass Prince George's County is about 500 square miles That's a
0: large area
1: and so obviously we have some districts that are smaller because uh-huh. they're much more dense uh-huh. and then you have areas like in the southern part of the county that are very large, that have a very large land mass, but the number of residents are about the same. I see, I see. So you're sitting
0: with other council members as the legislative body for Prince George's County. That's correct. But then you're also sitting as the... Who else sits with you on the other council
1: for the district? So I mean, How does that work? So the, the district council. I'm learning myself yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. It's all the same body. <laughs> is we're just wearing different hats. Okay. Yeah, so when we're sitting as a district council, um, let's say when we are, um, someone wants to develop a particular area, someone has bought a piece of land, um, and this is, this. I'm speaking in large terms, they've bought uh-huh. a piece of land and they want to build I don't know maybe you know a housing Shopping development or, oh okay right a housing, housing development, development or right, something okay. or whatever then they have to go through a number of different steps that not only includes um, the the county council or I should say I'm sorry the district council but then they also have to go through the Maryland National Park and Planning Commission it's a very different yeah, all kind of permitting yeah, things and yeah, so on like that okay it, it, you know so when when they're doing their plans right and Um, The district council basically is like the final stop before they can actually go to permit. Okay, question.
0: Before they – when you sit as a district council, are all the members of the county council sitting as the district council for
1: District 5? No, 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 no. Okay. I just represent one section of the county. So we have right. nine districts. Yes, I have district five. Okay. When we're sitting as the district council, uh huh. Um, we are still, um, um, I guess you could say we we are still representing um, the particular um, uh, councilmanic district. However we really try to look at issues holistically.
0: Okay, but who are the weak when you're sitting as a district council?
1: Uh, that's what I really yeah. do so Okay, so it is is it's, the 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 same ca- it's the same people. It's the same people. Okay, so whole it's the same nine, nine people yes. that represent
0: all of Prince George's County. Correct. But when you have your hat on as a district council, you're only looking at things for that particular district. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, explain it to me. I'm trying to no. understand myself. I so don't understand so this. this. So what's so is, is you okay. come
1: in and you have some, uh, a great project that you want to build. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, by the time you get to the district council, it's been washed a couple of times, right? Right, right, and so you're making your final presentation. Mm-hmm. And usually, what happens is the, the member who represents the area where your project is will take the lead on questioning because you know, because that member knows that area, knows that area. intimately, right? Right, and they know the people of that area, mm-hmm. and so. They're going to ask you specific questions mm-hmm. about your development mm-hmm. and to make sure really that it fits in with um, with the area mm-hmm. and knowing that there may be some issues. Let's say there is... Um, a, a multifamily development. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, like a senior development. Right, right, Active right. Adult. There's a lot. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of those going. There are on. a lot of those so going. So we want to make right sure now. that you have. We're going to try to make sure that you have adequate parking because what we have found is that a lot of those areas don't necessarily have adequate parking. Uh-huh, so we're uh-huh. going to ask you questions like that. Okay. However, during this time, when we're doing this and when we're looking at these particular cases, remember I said that we're sitting as a judge. Right. So we can only go by the the facts that are presented in that case. Okay. So whatever is already on the record is what we have to deal with. All right. And then just because we like it or don't like it or the community likes it or doesn't like it we can't make a decision based on emotion Uh uh-huh you were
0: saying how the county council sits both as a county council but also as judge for the districts
1: as well Yeah, it's called the. It's just called the district council. Okay, um, and that is where we are, um, for the most part, adjudicating land use matters, land use and development. Okay, you're chair of zoning, aren't you? I am the planning, zoning, and economic development committee. Okay, very
0: good, very good. And during the break, we were talking that the, the 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 vision of the community, at least is reflected in the zoning code yes and that's where that needs to be reflected and then you simply follow that code correct. as opposed to being able to say my people don't want that so we can't have that
1: correct so if an area is zoned um <sighs> commercial and there are various types of com- there, there are various levels of, commercial, of zones, commercial right but you know as long as whatever it is that wants to be developed in that area uh-huh. is commercial, then it can go there. Okay. So we can't differentiate that we don't want this particular type of commercial, but we want this particular type of commercial I because it's it's allowed in that particular area. A hot-button issue with that, let's say, Walmart.
0: you yeah. got a number
1: of people who just don't like Walmart. They don't want Walmart in their com- communities, Right. right? But if where Walmart wants to go is a commercial zone, like a commercial shopping center, they right. want to retrofit, then quite honestly, we can't say, no, we don't want Walmart there. We oh, can't I deny see. them the application by law. Okay. Now, if there are some other mitigating issues around it, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, there are some concerns about traffic impact. Right. Then we can um, we can work a little bit more in that direction, mm-hmm. um, but understanding that the law is the law and we are not above the law, mm-hmm. so we have mm-hmm. to follow the law. So it's interesting, you know, That's what this program <coughs> is about: trying is. to tell people what the law is. And yeah, and, and and a lot of times we don't like it. Yeah, and the, certainly the constituents don't like it, and yeah. they get mad at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But how hard is it to change the law? That's, that's something
0: I've always wondered about. Um, how, how, you know, if you don't like a law, how do you go about changing it?
1: Well, um, you have an idea. If we can step away from that last example. Yes, yes, let's about. stop. O- yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, for instance, I worked very hard on... Um, changing the minimum wage in Prince George's County. All right. I led that effort. I was the chair of the council at the time, and I I led that effort um, as a regional effort because I worked with um, the District of Columbia Council as well as Montgomery County Council. All right. um, So that no one jurisdiction would be um, adversely impacted by raising the minimum wage. Right, right, right. So... Basically, I put in a bill, and we have people who actually draft the bills. I don't, right, Lawyers who do that, yeah, they're <laughs> lawyers that draft their bills, and, right? Uh huh. And it's a matter of really getting your colleagues on board to say, yes, this is a great idea, and I'll support you. All right. In Prince George's County, we had unanimous. There was there were no oh, that's questions. That's great. There were no questions in Prince George's County. It's a little bit more difficult in Montgomery County, and we yeah. had to pull back because what happens in the state, unlike the, the the District of Columbia, operates as their own state. They right in in Maryland, we have we still have to deal with our state legislature. Le- uh, st- state legislature. And they weren't necessarily on board with the numbers that we wanted to do. There had been several attempts in the state to raise a minimum wage, and it never passed. Aye. Well, we said, we're going to take the bull by the horns, and we're going to do it. And so you're,
0: you are you are empowered to do that. We are you
1: empowered to do that locally. For
0: your county.
1: Correct. Excellent. And Montgomery Excellent. County did it as well. Yes. Had Montgomery County not come along and done that, then Prince George's County might have been adversely impacted. But with us working together, together. Uh-huh. then we were able to raise the living for a number of people. That's important because it's and so our, expensive here. And our minimum wage is higher than the state. And okay. I'm very proud to very say good. that what is it now? Well, in Prince George's County it's eleven fifty. Excellent. Excellent. The district is a little higher because they were able to do more. That's good. Yeah, and in the like state I, I think it might here. still be nine seventy-five. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's yeah. c- certainly not enough for a mother with a few children to be able to make, to make a, living. a living. To make a living to make that's ends that's meet. That's and that's what, what you want to do. That was what we wanted to do. We wanted to try to better the quality of life of uh, everybody well i yes. applaud you on that Thank i really you. do yeah because mm-hmm. i mean
0: bottom line is you're you're you you represent people and your job is to make their life better absolutely that's as your be- job as best yeah. as we can yeah yeah so tell me what other efforts have you um mm-hmm. sponsored been a part of, you know, what what's 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 on the on the horizon? What are you all working on right now?
1: Well, I'm. Uh, um It's been I've been there for so long. It's been a number of things. But How long have you been there? S- since 2008, That's I came long in under time a special to be election. Yeah, yes, yeah. And then I worked for the previous council members. So I've been in that office for don't say all your life. No. <laughs> I would say about six about 16, 15, 16 that's years a now. So that's
0: really that's big. Yeah, I yeah. didn't have as
1: much gray hair then. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell you but <laughs> age will do that to you. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But um so but um I was um the county's um the council's representative um on the dimensions health systems board. And Talk that to me was, about that. What's so, that, about? that was that basically the hospital that we had in Prince George's uh, yes, County. Yes, yes. And um, I was part of the team that successfully um, led to the transition from Dimensions to the University of Maryland Health Center, yeah, uh, right. University of Maryland Medical Center, sorry, who's taking over our hospital sen- uh, system. And later this month, we're going to build, break ground on a brand new state-of-the-art hospital for the people of Prince George's County. Oh, that's wonderful. And we really want to try and recapture all of our residents to seek health care closer closer to them right right so where, where is that new hospital going to be it's going to be located um in largo at the boulevard at Capital center so many people oh that was of the going on yes yes, yes. i, mean, I was lots there, of there the other on. day i get my nails done over there <laughs> <laughs> i
0: drove around looking for a, a particular store and i'm like what's going on i mean everything
1: was all Fenced up in Canada. There is a lot going on in, in that area. We're calling it downtown Prince George's. It hasn't pulled on yet, but that's our little tech name right now. Um and so the subway goes out there. The subway. Oh, and, that's so, wonderful. and that was one of the reasons that location yeah. was chosen. There okay. were many people who felt it was important to be close to a metro. And so yeah, this is gonna is. be sitting right on top of a metro station. That is great. So that's what's going on out there. It's a wonderful and we're so excited. I was like, what is Did you see all on? of the new uh, multifamily um, housing with first floor retail that's going I on there? I didn't see all that, but
0: oh, it was dark. Okay. It was dark. But in the shopping center, like half of the shopping center is it's like
1: fenced up and yeah. boarded up and construction is going on. Mm. I didn't know what was going on. So later happen. this month, we're breaking ground on our brand new 200 plus bed hospital that's so we to very excited about it yeah it will end up eventually being a full health campus you know it'll be built in stages excellent there will be medical office buildings there they call it ambulatory care which is you know basically outpatient in and out you know. yeah
0: yeah so university of maryland's gonna staff it university it? of
1: maryland medical
0: system right right mm-hmm. great that's great because when you have a university like John Hopkins you know and so on and they got a lot of money and they can and they've got the resources and the the
1: you know they're going to be on top of the new stuff that's yeah. coming out so and so and it, it'll be a teaching hospital Good. so when you have Good. and what I've learned from my sister is when you have Congratulations. a teaching hospital you always have doctors around because yes. there are always the interns or residents right so um and they know the
0: latest stuff they knew they know the new stuff absolutely that is a great accomplishment yes yeah, so
1: I'm very proud of that you should and be. I'm looking
0: forward to it yeah you should be that's really you know representing your constituents and trying to bring the best you know kind of
1: care absolutely literally and figuratively absolutely they have um, a a great reputation and in this particular location will be um, will also be a trauma center just like the one in baltimore Um, currently prince george's hospital is a as a trauma center, okay. but this will also be a trauma center, so we have that as well. That's good.
0: That's good. We are honored to have with us Councilwoman Andrea Fletcher Harrison. Uh, why don't you give out your office number and uh, so that people can contact you? What's the sure. best way to reach you?
1: So the office telephone number is 301-952-5444. Is that my number? Uh-oh. No, I think no, that's No, wait a minute. 3864. Right I'm sorry.
0: 952 3864. Three, right. I was going to say this doesn't look like what I have here. Right,
1: right, oh, right. Oh, my gracious. And I'm sorry. Um, is and there a website? Absolutely. So um, the website for our office is council district five. Oh. at co.pg dot md dot us okay i'll repeat that because it is a long one yes yes council district five at co dot pg dot md Mm -hmm. dot us us all right
0: very good very good um Tell us about some other efforts. Uh, talk to me about the library, about the high-speed train. A lot of stuff on the on your plate right
1: now that's that's going to impact the county. So, um, just to go back a little bit, you know. W- Many um, jurisdictions had um, financial issues over the past several years. And um, during that time, you know, you have to make some budget decisions. And there was um, a question on the table, quite honestly, about whether um, some funding to our library system would be cut. And I just was not yeah, I I just wasn't gonna stand for that because we have so many people still in our community that don't have computers in their homes quite honestly. And but and and children (laughs) need to know how to go to the library. Do some research, pick up a book, turn a page, as yes. opposed to doing Google. So yeah. we were able to restore two point five million dollars to the oh, library great. system. This Thank was you a, so a much. A few years back, and and also those people didn't lose their jobs. Yeah, so that's all. They were going to fire people absolutely. too. Absolutely. Oh my and God, so that's awful. We were able to stave off um, furloughs because when I was, that's chair I was important. committed that we were not going to let our county employees. You know, be furloughed because That's it's good. tough because everyone has responsibilities. That's right. And then we have to make sure that we take care of our workers. Of your as workers, well. absolutely.
0: I, I'm a big believer in the library. I, yes. I save a ton of money <laughs> with the library. I live in DC, and the DC Public Library is like one of the gems of the city. I mean, you can actually go online and find a book. And I just, I save so much money because I used to buy books Mm -hmm. all the time and half the books are in the library now.
1: And you can do the same thing in Prince George's. Oh, that's good. That's good. And even, um, they have um, um, a partnership or um, uh, an understanding with libraries around the state uh-huh. so that um, if you're you know, in some other part of the state and you go to the library, uh-huh. um, if you have a library card, you're still able to uh, utilize their services. Oh, that's good. So that's good. Um, while we each have our own you know, library. local library uh-huh. system, you, know, you have the partnership because we're, we're one state. Right so and right here in Silver Spring have you seen that library
0: they opened up a fancy library on Fenton Street. It oh. is awesome.
1: You should go by and look well, at I it. Well, I may do I that. I yeah. Very, and I'm very I've happy. I've been trying to figure out how I can get a library card <laughs> from them. <laughs> we've had several new libraries to open over the past oh, few good. years, and we're working on a few more. And then um, we've had some that have been renovated as well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or or under-renovation. Uh-huh. So we're very proud of our library system, too. And we want to encourage people to utilize the library. And
0: you know you talk about renovating libraries the the, the young man it was a young african man that was the architect for the national mm-hmm. museum of mm-hmm. african american history and culture mm-hmm. he th- his first job in dc was renovating a library oh wow that's what he came to dc at you know to do or at least that was i was reading his book yeah fascinating story and and he eventually won the contract for that 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 museum well, that's which was a awesome story yeah, yeah awesome just really awesome but i want to encourage my listeners take your children and your grandchildren to the library absolutely get them used to reading that is still the easiest mm-hmm. and best way to to learn something that you don't already know and to escape to another place. Uh, is that the truth? Mm-hmm. Is that the truth? Is there somebody on the line? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just saw that. Beverly, welcome. Welcome Thank to Long Talk with much. Ethel Mitchell. How can I help you? My concern, well, good morning, first of all, ladies. My concern is about my people, my community. I live in District 6. Um, uh, my concern is about food deserts. I have an issue where mm. some communities don't have grocery stores, and I don't have a grocery stores right in my community. I have to go to drive to Largo. I'm right off of Ritchie Marlboro Road. Um, I have to drive to Largo or Forsville. I used to be able to drive to Sea Pleasant, but they took away that grocery store, Safeway, that was at Sea Pleasant. So, you know, I have to drive. Um, not not a long distance, but you know, out of the way. Where, when you compare to other districts, especially in the white communities, they got grocery stores all over the place, and they their
1: communities are intact. Whereas the black communities, we have issues. You're absolutely right, and I'll tell you that was so disappointing. I can't tell you the number of fights that there have been about these grocery stores leaving. Mm. Um, many of the grocery stores that have closed down have been um, larger um, corporations. Mm-hmm. Safeway, Giant, um, those traditional grocery stores that we've been, we have had in our communities forever. Mm-hmm. And why do they make the decisions that they do? We still can't get a really good answer. Mm-hmm. Where um, the caller is um, talking about there is not a grocery store between Capitol Hill and pass the Beltway. If you go straight wow. down East Capitol Street to Central Avenue, after you pass the Beltway, there is not a single grocery store. Wow. What we have been doing is uh, working with our Economic Development Corporation. They're sort of our marketing arm okay. in the county. Uh-huh. And, um, and and trying to put together... Um, a uh, package to see what we can do to bring perhaps even non traditional grocers to the county because we recognize that there are these tremendous food deserts and yeah. it's absolutely awful, quite honestly. Yeah. But yeah. so we've had some companies um, that have looked to come. There is a company out of, I forget. Um, which country it is now uh, and, and the name of the store is called Lidl, uh, L-I-D-L and they've been looking mm. to come into this area but um, you have to wait for them to come unfortunately yeah. you can't make I'm gonna you can't make people come and you can't make them stay because they're private entities but we're doing all that we can to bring them they've gone to Philadelphia and looked at some other um, organizations maybe co-ops We're we're looking at all areas to try to do what we can to bring fresh grocers and, you know, quality grocers. Quality. quality I'll I'll, I'll get in touch with – there's
0: a young man that is uh, – he went to high school with my daughter. And he has, uh, since getting out of college – Mainly in big cities mm-hmm. dealt with this issue of food deserts in 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 large cities in poorer neighborhoods in our neighborhoods and and bodegas and so mm-hmm. on like that and he has has worked in he 's now working in Detroit, he was in New York he was in philly you know he 's from Philly. And I'll try and get him in touch with you and see if he can have some suggestions for you at least well because that's his, that's his thing. Well, we, uh, you know, we welcome that. All I right. welcome that now. All right.
1: And, and I'll make them welcome it.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it, I will get in touch with him I'll and, tell and, you, and um, give him your I contact it, information. I'll
1: tell you one other issue that we have also. Um, quite honestly, if it's not a union... Um, Grocer, we uh. sometimes have. Um, um, we have to have interesting conversations with the, the union representatives, um, because obviously they want their membership to grow and they want their members employed. And but we also yeah, have we to make sure we also have to make sure that our communities are taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely. Thank you
0: for calling in. Thank you very much. Thank that you, ladies. Observation. Thank you. But thank you okay. very much. Um, You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I have Councilwoman Andrea Fletcher Harrison uh, from District 5 in Prince George's Mm -hmm. County. Uh, If you want to reach her after the program, her office number is 301-952-3864. And I'm going to let you do the website.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the website is councildistrict5 at CO dot pg dot md dot us. Alright, so this has really gone
0: fast. It has, Goodness gracious. It has. It's
1: been a great conversation too. Well good, yeah. good, good,
0: good. There's, there's so much that people don't know. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of this radio program is to try to inform empower because i think the more you know the more you can do the more you you know you know how things work information is power information (laughs) is definitely power and law is really powerful Mm -hmm. and it affects everything that you do yes so you're in a body that makes the law You know, you help, you not only do you, you have, well, you have other people that write it, but you make the decisions about what the law is going to be. Mm -hmm. And you've done some really exciting things. I mean, we'll have to have you come back because we haven't talked about the high speed train. We haven't talked about a whole bunch of other good things that we have uh, on the horizon. Uh, But before we leave, I want you to tell me how are you elected? When are you elected? Who elects you? All of those kinds of things because,
1: you know, people need to know that. Sure. So um, in Prince George's County, we are um, elected to two four-year terms. So we have term limits. Oh. I came in, um, I'm fortunate enough, I had two extra years because I came in under a special election. Uh. The previous council member was appointed by the governor to fill um, the seat of a state senator, um, the late Gwendolyn Britt, when she passed away unexpectedly. Oh, all right, and um, so there were two years left on his term. Uh-huh. I ran for the seat and won, uh huh. So, and then th- th- that next cycle, which was 2010, was my first full year. I so, see. when all is said and done at the end of next year, I will have been seated in that seat for 10 years. 10 years, 10 years now, is there can you get reelected so we just how did that work so so technically no not to that seat because of the term limit uh-huh. we do have now Um, at-large seats so in our next election which is next year there will be two additional seats added to the county council and and those two will be at-large so they will represent the entire county and not just one district and are you running for that no Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So no. Are you?
1: I have uh, so. Up? Okay. So I came into the seat knowing that I was going to be leaving, and so I've always been in that mindset. Okay. And I am going to be running for the House of Delegates in no. the twenty fourth legislative district. So that's a state seat. Oh. Oh, all yes. right. You go, girl. So I'm, I'm proud of you. That's I'm great. Very, I'm very excited about yeah. it. It's what I've always wanted to do. There were a number of people who thought that, you know, because I was supportive of expanding the the council to uh, to add two at-large members, that I was going to be seeking one of those seats, and I had never planned to do that. I so. see. So yes. you're running statewide. Um, it'll be a state seat, but it also is still small, smaller representative. So I will be so like I represent um, district, a five. district five on the county council. Uh-huh. I will be representing district twenty four in the state. So it's a it's in Prince George's County, but it's, right. it's a it's a legislative district. So if you think about um, the federal government, how you have the president, and then you have Congress, Congress, which right. is um, the Senate and the, the House, House of, Representatives, of Representatives. Yeah, I would be equivalent to the House of Representatives in the state. Okay, <laughs> so
0: you're you're running for a state legislative, a state delegate. That's correct. Office. That's yes. what you're running for. <laughs> yes. And where is this? What's the geographical? Boundaries of this.
1: Well, it's very it. interesting. It's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite gerrymandered, quite honestly, but um, it also is a, is in the central part of the county, and it goes from areas like Fairwood and Woodmore North up and includes glenard and seat pleasant capital heights and goes all the way down to suitland so it it sort of it borders the district line again in some areas Uh but then it goes out east a little bit more okay Mm -hmm. so it's still a lot of the places that you now represent in the district partly yes partly partly yes is it still Bowie and yes well yes some of that well yes some of it, some of it, yeah. All right, it's All right. it's really kind of interesting. And then you have the whole zip code issue that, you know, where you it might say Hyattsville, but it's not the city of Hyattsville. It might say Bowie, but it's not the uh-huh. city. Uh huh. Yeah. Bowie. Yeah. You know, a lot of my of clients thing. have told so me about that. Yeah. 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 That's a whole. I hope y'all can do. Who does those those draws those lines? Um, well, of course, you know they're done um, every ten years uh-huh. um, after the census, and uh-huh. it's done on the state legislature side. So, so hopefully, I'll have an opportunity <laughs> to influence the lines um, in the uh, over the next few years.
0: We definitely need to keep our eye on that because yes. there has been a concerted effort. To dilute and diminish the votes of black people, brown people, women, minorities, everybody that helped to get Obama elected, they have tried to marginalize them and they do it through this crooked line drawing um and it's all over the country it is it really is so I'm really glad to hear that you're running for that I'll be yes I'm
1: very excited I've been on the county council I've had the opportunity to do um work cohesively with my um the representatives in the state as well so I'm 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 pretty versed in what goes on down there as well Mm -hmm. um and just because of relationships that's good so you know this this job really is about relationships yeah so yeah um I understand that you know you go in you don't you don't come in making a whole lot of noise I'll be even though I'll be an older professional There, you don't look that old and, to me, <laughs> okay. And having spent so much experience. time, um, you know there. how it was. <laughs> yes, I, guess I have the experience, the leadership, and the commitment. That's important. I've chaired the council, I've chaired the Metropolitan Washington Council of Government, I've been a president of the National Association of Black County Officials. Excellent. Um, Dimensions Board. Um, chaired several committees. Excellent. So I mean I I have that leadership that in that experience quite no, We honestly. need that. We and definitely I'm committed. Need that. I mean yeah. I grew up there. My my family is from Prince George's County dated back to the eighteen hundreds. Wow. So awesome. If I'm not committed to Prince George's County, I don't know who is. Right, right, <laughs> right. Well I wish you luck. And Thank uh, you. when is the election? So the election is in June with a primary. 2018. June 2018. All right. And in Prince George's County, that's pretty much our election because we don't I have... not take anything for granted, no. though. Honey, with no, these crazy out there <laughs> we
0: got now, I would not be surprised if
1: well, I, I don't want to name
0: names. But there are
1: some real rabid people in yes. political
0: office right now.
1: Yes. So don't take it for granted. I'm not. We but we have a majority of Democrats. We're pretty much a one-party county for the most part. Yeah, so but you got to get people to go vote. You absolutely do. It doesn't so count to all if of you the listeners vote. You You need to make sure that you get out there and vote. And you don't have an excuse. You have eight days of early voting plus Uh the um, actual election day. So make sure you get out there and take somebody if you have to. And you know what? Speaking of that, I saw in the Washington Post
0: that the Virginia governorship is is going to be blacks are going to make the difference in the Virginia governorship. That mm-hmm. was in the Washington Post this week. Wow. If we don't get out and vote, yes, then certain people are going to win. Absolutely, that may not win
1: if we do get out and vote. And it's been evident over the past few elections. Oh God, Both the gubernatorial we got to get elections and the presidential. Yeah, election, so
0: we got to get off our. You know Too what? Too many people die for us not to be doing yeah, this. there's no it's, excuse yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. And young people need to get out and vote. Absolutely. I'm sick of their excuses about this, and they don't like this, and so they're not going to do nothing. That's just a cop out, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you so, thank much, you so much for coming
1: on the and program. Thank you for having me. I'm oh, very my excited. pleasure. I was I was so excited to get the um, the invite, and I yeah, appreciate it. I'm, people I'm glad don't you came. understand. The complexity. Yes. When we have the opportunity to share, we
0: should. That's. I'm glad that you did. You you came on. You told us substantive information that, I think everybody needs Mm -hmm. to know. You know. because we need to keep up with what's going on in our in our in our communities. Yes. It makes all the difference in the it world. Does. It really does. I wish you luck in, in your your continued public service. Thank because you. that is that regardless of how they try to badmouth it, it is truly a service to the public. Absolutely. It really is. It is. We talked briefly about how, you know, people in the the political arena, are always available to their constituents.
1: At church. <laughs> in, the in the grocery, grocery stores. stores. yes, You know, at, yeah. at you know, football games. Yeah. You know, we are, we're the closest to the people, and they don't see the difference in the levels of government. Yeah. So, um, so we're always, we're always there. are always and on. And, and, and if you're going to run for office, you need to understand that. Yes. It's not about you. It really you is You lose yourself at that point. It is truly public service. It is. It really is. And we need to understand
0: and elevate it again to the honorable profession that it is. Absolutely. We need to honor that and we need to respect that. And uh, I wanna tell you thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for much. all you do. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this again. You've been listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. Please uh Tune in next week. We're going to have some more good people on. And I'm going to continue this series, I think, because there's a lot that we need to know about how government actually works. Yeah. So tune in next week, and we will have some more good information for you. In the meantime, have a good week, and stay safe. Come on.
1: Yeah,